0: Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon, Canada's keynote humorist. Welcome to Laugh Long and Prosper. Shelf help with a smile. Uh, Today is Friday, which means it's Psychic Friday. My guest today is Ursula Darby. Last week we talked to Ursula. Not only is she a psychic, not only is she a medium, Uh, for people but also for pets. So if you're interested in booking Ursula either to read you or read your pets, you can go to her website, UrsulaDarby.com. But that was a fascinating, fascinating show. Um, Ursula offered some tips. If you want to be the ultimate pet owner, what message is your pet? If your pet could talk for 30 seconds what message would your pet give you? And I thought that was fantastic. Um, And you know, Barney and I, my dog, my golden doodle, and I had a conversation after that show and Barney's like, thank God, I don't have to go to therapy anymore. Geez, you're the one that needs the work. Uh, So Ursula is on the show today. Ursula, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I love that Barney said that (laughs) to (laughs) you. He did, he did. Now he's getting really sassy because he knows now I've gotten in with the communication, right? (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I'm lucky to have Ursula because she's been really, really busy. She's been on the uh, the Stranger Experiment, which is uh, streaming right now on Crave. She's been on Cat and Nat's podcast, which is also a video which you can check out on Ursula's website, on uh, on U- uh, which you can check on Ursula's YouTube channel. Ursula is getting a lot of bookings out of that. She's been very, very busy. As well, if you are a Bell subscriber... Um, You can check her out on the Auntie Jillian show on five TV. So Ursula, I know you're busy. Um, I'm always, uh, I always feel blessed when you come on the show. Um, I just wanted to talk to you specifically about something that I had seen on Netflix, a series recently called surviving death. And It's all about the afterlife, you know? And I had a couple of conversations on air, off air with people who did, didn't believe in the afterlife. But I've always remembered for as long as I've known you, you talk about people who are constantly trying to reach you from the other side. It's almost as if you're this one telephone that they're like, okay, phew, there's a portal that can help me reach my aunt, my sister, my daughter, my husband. And so I've always had the sense of something greater in the, uh, you know, greater in the afterlife. So I, I guess I have to ask you, first of all, did you see the series Surviving Death? And I don't think I have to ask you if you believe in the afterlife, but give me your take on it. I've watched, uh, a few episodes and, and then I, and then I turned it off.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, I, I haven't gone back to watch it. There, there's a, there's a few reasons why I turned it off and we can get in, we can get into that. Um, do I believe in the afterlife? Absolutely. I've been seeing spirits since I was five years old. Mm. Um, and they've, they've th- those visits have never stopped. They've occurred my whole life and they obviously occur every day in my profession. So, uh, it's, it's, um, it's something that can be very jarring and i understand people that say you know i, I don't believe and and the reasons behind that, that people don't believe is is their perception their experiences their beliefs um how they've been indoctrinated by their you know the communication in their in their household growing up what that looks like there's so many different levels to why people don't believe and it makes sense right i mean how could you possibly talk to somebody that just passes away you know your your, your body dies you you know you're you know you either cremated or buried and you know how could you possibly reach out to someone else in that state
0: um you said that you have had these experiences since you were five years old so explain to me what that first occurrence was like were you just completely terrified or did you welcome it oh there was there
1: was no welcoming there was no band there wasn't like woohoo, this is amazing none of that (laughs) happened (laughs) it wasn't like a. It wasn't like spirit threw a party and went, Hey, let's check this out. We're right here. You want to talk? Like it just (laughs) was not the case. Um, The the earliest uh, experience that I can recall is um, at the age of five, not earlier than that. Um, And I remember it, it always every experience that I had that that they started at that age always happened at night. And and from that point on have always happened during the night in the middle of the night or just before I fall asleep Mm -hmm. where, I would feel a presence in the room, but I knew I was alone. Um, I would sense that someone else was there. So I would feel it in my body viscerally. Um, I would become aware of it and I would freeze because I was scared because I didn't know what that thing was. Mm-hmm. I would start to see people in shadow walk around the room. So shadows moving about a room at, the, at that age in the in the dark is frightening. Um, oh, wow. I would hear. At that age. How about any age? Hello. Right. Right. Um, I would hear groups of people talking to each other, mm. but they were just out of earshot. So you you could hear them talking, but you couldn't make out the words. And it was constant. I, I would feel my, my bed move. I would look and see someone sitting on my bed. Um, I would I was so sca- I was so scared that I would I would freeze up, pull the sheet over my head, hold my breath and not move, hoping that they wouldn't notice me.
0: Wow. But I think you've told me in the past, and I mean, I've chatted with other psychic uh, psychics and mediums, and they say, you know, for people who are listening to this and have considered, hey, you know what, I'd like to, I'd like to learn to tune into my psychic abilities. I'd like to see dead people. I know you also teach this, but we should also tell folks that if you want them to not visit you right now, they won't. Like if you say it's four o'clock in the morning, I got to get up early. Don't bug me, go away. You can, right? You you can absolutely
1: do that. And and the other part is, is that what I've discovered in my own experiences is that people in spirit don't have a concept of time.
0: Yes, I've heard that. So they'll just come anytime. Like they're just like the the, the nosy neighbor Gladys Kravitz knocking on your door. Hello, I know you're in there. I know you're in there. And <laughs> well- Here's the difference. They're not the nosy neighbor.
1: They actually have evidence and information to give to you to help
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) They
1: just don't recognize that it's the wrong time, people. Go back home. Come Mm
0: -hmm. back when I'm awake, okay? Okay, (laughs) okay. So you can control that. But uh, all joking aside, you can control for people who are like, oh, that freaks me out that they're they're, going to come visit me. If you don't want them to, they won't. I I mean...
1: from my own experiences it depends I I mean I, I've told people to leave me alone in spirit and they haven't left me alone mm. why haven't they left me alone because they're persistent that they need to tell me something and they're not willing to let it go until they tell me
0: okay, okay. so
1: it's the same as meeting a person here right if, if someone doesn't have boundaries that you, you know you and I are talking if you and I don't have boundaries then mm. that that that, that someone else doesn't respect, then, then it affects that for sure. So not only is it a part of your own abilities that you can communicate with people in spirit that they can come and see you, but it has everything to do with how you conduct yourself. Hmm. And yes, you can use your voice and say, listen, you know what, this isn't okay. I need some sleep come back to my you know show up for me in my waking hours and and speak to me then so I can hear you then you can definitely tell them that and say listen this isn't okay right now I can't do this this is not the right time for me and they're a human being they get that they just they they they're persistent or insistent because there's something that they need to show you and tell you why something to protect you something to give you insight to give you information about your future uh, to help you navigate your life they're, they're there to do that but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to fall in line and be like hey it's monday morning 9 am how you
0: doing you want to hang out want a coffee Want a- let me tell you this right like it's <laughs> just it's just not the case um well you know what? and you've something you've always said as well which is one of the reasons you teach your class you said anybody can learn this but it's a muscle and you have to develop it um yes. what i do like about uh surviving death is they showed a number of people who weren't exercising that muscle yet yet still had that experience i mean i don't know but it was in the first episode i don't know if you remember The story of the woman who was uh, a doctor, she was with her friends, they were kayaking, her kayak flipped over, she was trapped underneath the water for, I can't remember how many minutes now, but by the time they pulled her out, she was with a group of doctors who were doing CPR on her, her friends, and she felt like she left her body, like she was looking down on her body. They basically thought she was dead. And um, and then uh, miraculously, uh, you know, it was this remote area, but somehow an ambulance was driving down the road. They got her to the hospital. And for the amount of time that she was unconscious, um, she didn't have, you know, she didn't have any, uh, anything long lasting. She didn't have any side effects. But what she did say was that in the in the afterlife, let's call it the afterlife. Um, she said it was a wonderful place. It was very welcoming and she would have stayed there, but she was told that she had to come back. And as as the episode goes on, she had four kids that she had to go back. She had a husband and she had four kids that she had to go back to. But they also told her that her son, who when he, he was little at the time, but when he turned 18 years old, he was going to die. And I think she, do you remember that part of the, yes, yes, right? Yes. And uh, when he turned 18 years old, she told him what had happened. And he said, oh, mom, you know, um, I turned 18. I guess everything's okay. And then tragically, he was killed, I think, a year from then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find it fascinating. I mean, obviously, very, very tragic story. But over and over, there were these stories of people who were just regular people that weren't looking to exercise that muscle and yet they had these phenomenal experiences these otherworldly experiences happen to them that's that's how your intuition works i mean it's not to me
1: that description of where you're saying you know this isn't a muscle that they haven't used or this isn't something that they practiced um this this person had had essentially left their body or, or had become unconscious or, or died a near death experience. I suspect that that was the wording that they used mm-hmm. was that in that situation, in the afterlife, her people in spirit, her guides, people that work with her, people that she spent lifetimes with got, gave her information that, that, that she could use moving forward when she came back here and anyone can do that. And, and that's a natural human ability what happened for her in my opinion is Hmm. she had a lot of different excuses and behaviors and stuff in place for herself to not perceive this information for her to deflect it for her to resist it for her to ignore it for her to say well this i would never believe in this this is crap Hmm. and what it took was was taking her out of her body and having this accident so they could tell her wow well said because people have a long list of fucking excuses to ignore their people in spirit. And it makes me crazy. (laughs) It hurts. It hurts me because you have that relationship with them. It's different. Mm. They don't have a body, but fuck they're there. And they talk to you and they share things with you. And and when people tell me and say, Oh, my house is haunted. There's paranormal activity. The door keeps opening. (laughs) The radio keeps turning itself on. Stop talking to your aunt Betty. Like if she's passed away, if you keep asking Aunt Betty to see you, she's gonna keep opening those fucking doors and making noises and turning <laughs> the radio on. Why are you so confused about this concept?
0: That's really funny. that's <laughs> it's funny
1: cause it's true.
0: It's funny, I don't know, but why it's there's true. stuff moving? Why is there shadows? That's how mm-hmm.
1: people in spirit show up.
0: But sometimes people will say, but I didn't, uh, but I didn't ask for this. I I bought this house in good faith. I I didn't expect it to be haunted. You know,
1: the the case is you just said the person had bought this house in good faith and didn't expect this or didn't want this. Mm -hmm. But the part that they didn't tell you is they've been Mm -hmm. seeing spirits for years and it doesn't matter where they move to. The same experiences keep happening and they just think it's the location when it's them. (laughs) location 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 it's them it's not the location listen wherever i go to i see stuff no matter what's going on why because this is a natural human ability and Mm -hmm. some people need something extreme it's heartbreaking
0: Mm -hmm. heartbreaking and
1: heart-wrenching that this doctor had this awful experience and spirit told her that she's going to lose her son that Mm -hmm. is horrific yeah but that's they chose to tell her Mm -hmm. they chose to tell her that perhaps how she would see her life how she would build that relationship with her son what that would look like so she knew that timeline
0: that's a really um that's actually a really beautiful way of looking at something that is is so tragic right um i'm chatting with ursula darby ursula darby is a a medium and a psychic she has been since she was five years old uh, Ursula Experiences with Spirit uh, says that they they her experiences shaped her into an effective and conscious communicator with the other side. And uh, if you want to reach out to Ursula, uh, you can go to her website, like I said, UrsulaDarby.com, or you can email her at Ursula at gmail.com. Uh, you do teach classes, so can you tell us a little bit about the what you might um, give us a nugget? Obviously, you don't have give us everything, but just a nugget of what you uh, start with to teach people to uh, to tap into this muscle. Um, you know, what do you what do you have people? What's some what's one thing you have people do that you've seen a lot of success with but people go, oh my god, I can do this. It's so funny watching that with people too, because you're like, I can't do this. Oh my God, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? So What what, what happened? Walk us through one of
1: those moments. Uh, So to give an explanation, I work within a structure of classes and courses to give tools that they can use into further classes. So I do prerequisites. Why? Because I use that same structure every single time to introduce new concepts and ideas to teach them how to use their intuition. So that's a series of four classes. To give a snippet is within that structure of classes, I start to explain to people how they can identify their intuition in their daily life and how that shows up for them. When they start to notice that, then they start to notice patterns around them that they've been ignoring all the time. When they start to acknowledge them, they start to become aware that that's their intuition telling them information to them. And that happens for them every single day. And what has happened in turn is that I've taken people that have never done this kind of work, never given a reading in their lives, didn't really think that their intuition was anything. They thought, oh, you know what? I'll just give this class a shot. We'll see what fucking happens. Mm. And they have read other strangers by distance, which is phenomenal online that they've never done before. It's much easier to sit in front of somebody because it gives you security. And they've read another human being online accurately with full on details.
0: Wow, That's incredible. And they all freaked out and said, "I don't know how I know this.
1: Well, you've known this all along. You just didn't use those tools because no one showed you.
0: Hmm. So you, can you give us an example of a pattern that someone has has suddenly recognized and that sort of sort of opened the portal for them? The pattern that I teach people
1: the most that they notice is to become aware of their five senses. Hmm. And to take okay. notes of when they get "quote unquote" psychic hits. So I consider a psychic hit as being something you're like, "That's weird. Why did that happen?" Like, Jill, it's not weird. Stop. <laughs> of saying course, that. everybody has that voice, <laughs> right? It, it is really. They say the same thing every time. Every time someone meets me and I say I'm a psychic medium, the first thing they say is, "I have a weird story to tell you." And I'm just like, "Bitch, I live the story. Stop it <laughs> already." <laughs> <laughs> anyway. there's there's nothing weird weird should be banished from everybody's lingo anyway (laughs) um they will get psychic hits and i keep calling it that for for specific reasons so they can notice it people will say things like this um so weird i I knew my friend michelle was going to call me i'm like how did you know i just felt it i just knew it or you know what their their picture how they look popped into my head or I dreamt about them. I knew they were going to reach out. That peace alone, people experience every single time, multiple times a day, every single day. Mm. This is something that's always happening to them. And they dismiss it as being, oh, well, you know what? I talked to them a couple of days ago, or I saw, right. a and and that's, that's not the case. It's when something really unusual happens. And that pattern is, I just knew what was going to happen. I felt it in my body. I didn't know what it means. I, I felt uncomfortable. I felt kind of worried. I didn't know why I felt that way. And then this thing happened in front of me, an accident or or, or or a fight or something. They anticipated it. They knew it, but they just didn't know what that quote unquote thing would be. So making yourself aware of how you're feeling and discerning between your feelings and your intuition, which is something that can be complicated. However, it's teachable and you can learn it because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I couldn't. And I teach my students is that starting to discern whether or not something is yours or someone else's. Often people will say to me, oh my gosh, I feel horribly anxious, this is terrible. I, it came out of nowhere and I felt perfectly fine. I had a good sleep, I feel good. I'm not worried about anything and this anxiety won't go away. Oftentimes, anxiety is indicating that you're picking up how someone else is feeling that's around you, or that you've interacted
0: with. So it's not you then, you're picking up on somebody else's anxiety. Yep. And And that's what makes you highly
1: intuitive. Most times, most people that I meet that work with me, and that I love to work with, are the people that are terrified people that are that are feeling isolated frustrated terrified scared of seeing spirits scared of what's going on not understanding why they're perceiving what they're perceiving those are my people because I've had all of those experiences and I can diffuse all of those fears and make it make sense to them and let them know that this is not something out there this is not something that's trying to hurt them this isn't something that's that they're a target for this isn't because they're failing in life it's because they're excelling at life and they just don't know don't know or understand how to perceive the signals or information being presented to them.
0: Now, just to be clear, when you are getting folks to be aware of these, these hits, these psychic hits, do -hmm. do they, do they have to write it down? Like each and every time, do they actually have to make notes in their iPhone or on a pad of paper just to be more conscious of it? I purposely make them get a journal on the board that I, as soon as I just say journal everyone goes I don't want to do that
1: <laughs> to your diary <laughs> right right like I just want you to write down all your feelings and then just barf them all over me in class okay uh, no no what, what I do because I don't like taking a lot of notes either so I, I teach the same way that I every tool I teach in my classes Judy are exactly what I use in my profession every day mm. I'm not teaching anything that, that I that I don't use already Mm -hmm. So I I want to make sure that my students have have a notebook uh, for these psychic hits. I say write down the day and the time, write down what that thing was. You don't need to understand it. You don't need to perceive it. You don't need to pick it apart. You just need to write down what that was. So it could be, you know, Wednesday, April 17th, 3 p.m. I heard a dog barking and there was nothing around me. Hmm. Done. Next, uh, you know, you know, May 29th, Sunday, May 29th, 7pm, I heard footsteps and I was home alone. Done. That's it. That's all you're writing down. So you're, you're writing down all these different hits that you're getting and things, and you're not trying to understand them. You're not trying to think them through. You're not trying to make sense out of them because your intuition is not meant to be interpreted. You don't leap into thoughts about what's being presented to you when you're using your intuition. That's where people go horribly wrong. And that's where people freak out and lose their poop on me when they meet me. <laughs> because they make it's true. It's so true. They make assumptions mm. about what something is. So let's use an example. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say, let's say you meet someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You've never met them before. Let's say you're walking down the street and you know you're gonna go get something, and this person starts to walk towards you. And they're, and you start to feel in your body, huh, kind of feel uncomfortable, felt fun before, Feel kind of odd. Hmm. Oh, I, uh, the closer that this person's getting to me, I'm, I'm feeling a pressure on my chest. You know what? Kind of feeling a shortness of breath. Ooh, you know what? This, is, this feels really uncomfortable. I'm really feeling uneasy and I'm starting to feel really emotionally upset. Nothing's happened. You haven't talked to anyone, but this person is walking closer and closer and closer to you. And as they get closer to you, those feelings intensify. And then that person passes you and keeps walking, and all those feelings dissipate and disappear. What people often say to me is this, you know what? I know when there's a bad person around me. I know when someone's horrible. I know when something terrible is going to happen. Do they? How do they know that? Because if you think of it this way, what people do often is this. They'll have those experiences that I've just told you, that that heaviness, that discomfort, shortness of breath, pain, emotional distress. People will leap into a thought and they'll think, this person walking towards me must be a serial killer. This mm. person walking towards me must be a horrific human being. This person walking towards me must be really abusive and awful and terrible and I need to run the fuck away. Mm. When the truth is, you're picking up how this person is feeling and perhaps they're grieving someone who had passed from an accident that had crushed their chest and stopped them from breathing and that they're experiencing such intense grief but they're not saying it to anyone but energetically you are picking it up why because you are psychic just like every other person on this planet
0: amazing i have not heard that explained that way before it uh it absolutely makes sense and i can see why your classes are so uh your classes are so successful um as you said yourself this is something that anybody can learn these are hands-on tools that anybody can use Um, And just the success rate going from, you know, going to zero to 60 folks that are, I can't, you know, I can't do this. I don't think I can access this. And then all of a sudden they're able to read people that are uh, across the country. I think that's phenomenal. Folks, if you're listening to Ursula and you want more information about her classes, if you want more information to have a... Uh, an individual or a group reading Ursula is uh, is very busy. Like I said, she's uh, on TV right now, streaming on The Stranger Experiment, which is uh, streaming on Crave. If you're a Bell subscriber, uh, you can see her on the Anti Jillian Show on uh, Five TV. She was uh, on a podcast called Cat Nat. Uh, The video is on Ursula's YouTube channel, and ever since then, she's been getting a ton of readings just to add to the backlog of work that she's been doing already. So UrsulaDarby.com is uh, where you want to go for more information. You can book a reading with Ursula. You can just check out the big red button on her site that says Schedule Appointment. Um, Ursula, as always, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This is this
1: conversation has been has been long awaited to explain to people what it really is like to use your intuition just because there's there's so much crap out there with psychics saying, you have to use this only tool. you can only see me. This yeah. is how you open up and do this. you know what? You don't need to open up and do anything. You have these skills already, and all you need to do is identify them. Thank you so much for allowing me to talk about this and and, and for having this conversation. I so love chatting with you, Judy.